Do you also want to leave? This is the question that Jesus poses to his apostles, the ones who stand shaken both by his words and by the crowds departing in thousands. But for many Catholics today in these United States, this is the question that sits on their hearts. Do you also want to leave? Why? Most of you, probably by now, because of the news, social media, over the past few weeks have seen and heard the reports that have come from Washington, Pennsylvania, dealing with the former Archbishop of Washington and with the grand jury report in Pennsylvania. There's so many things that I could sit here and say to you, so many things that we could say about this. My place here, our place now, is not to dwell on the details. There's plenty of ways you can go and find out the details for yourselves. But what needs to happen now is we need to stand and call it for what it is. Sin is sin. And there's nothing else we can say about it. We call it for what it is. There's no excuse for the suffering that has been endured by so many innocents. Now, I know, speaking to many people, there's a lot of emotion, a lot of different things stirring in our hearts at this time. There's grief, there's betrayal, anxiety, even, at times, righteous anger. Some of you here, perhaps, in the course of this event, have had old wounds that have been ripped open again. Some of you might view your clergy in a different light. I know many priests and bishops are feeling like the scrutiny. Some of you may even be asking, why are we worried about this? We live here in Thibodeau, Louisiana, so far away from where all this is happening. Why should we care? Why do we need to talk about it? I know that for myself, um, there's been a lot that has been going on in my own heart um, as a result of this. A lot anywhere from anger to grief confusion, and many different things. And I'm not here to sit here and tell you how to feel about this. That's something that you have to discern on your own and speak to the Lord about on your own. But I am here to tell you that this is something that we can't turn a blind eye to. We need to be attentive. We can't ignore it. If one member of the body suffers all suffer together. These are the words that St. Paul says in his first letter to the Corinthians. 
And these are the words that need to be on our hearts. It's the words on the heart of our Holy Father. In a recent letter to the people of God, which I encourage you all to go and read, Pope Francis says this, The pain of the victims and their families is also our pain. The extent and the gravity of all that has happened requires coming to grips with this reality in a comprehensive and communal way. I'll say it again, a communal way. Today, we are challenged as the people of God, the body of Christ, to take on the pain of our brothers and sisters in their flesh and in their spirit. We are challenged as the body of Christ. And so, what we need to do is not to ask why, why this happened. There's a lot that's been said about that already. There's a lot of answers that have been given. But what we need to do now is something much more important, much more tangible. It's no secret that in times of crisis like this, Many in the church, many people seriously question their faith and will contemplate leaving, leaving the church completely, leaving faith in God, going to other churches, or losing religion altogether. Like the apostles, so many people, perhaps even some of us in this room, are reaching a decisive moment. Do we leave with the crowds that are departing from Christ, or do we stay? Do you also want to leave? There's been a lot of voices who've been talking about this, a lot of voices saying a lot of different things, proposing actions, giving slogans and things. But I would like to call on the words of one particular priest in general who I've listened to. And he says this, that in the times when things are tough, when the church, the times in the church are rough, do not leave the church. Rather, lead the church. Say that again. Don't leave the church. Lead church. Throughout the history of our church, it's been common that when this world is spiraling into sin, that many clergy and religious have stepped up to call people back to God. But even more so in times in the church when corruption has crept in to even the clergy, it's you, the lay faithful, holy men and women who have risen up and called the clergy back to where they're supposed to be. That is what you are called to now, brothers and sisters, to be saints in our church. We can make all the policies we want. We can say all the different things we want. We can say never again to our blood vessels break. 
But unless we do this one thing, become saints, nothing matters. Nothing. It's this one thing. Becoming the saints, the people of God, that will bring us through this time. More than ever, you, the lay faithful of the church, are called to claim your identity. You are the people of God. You are the church as much as I am. And we need you. And the first step to leading the church, to becoming who you're called to be, is to pray. Is to know where to turn. We have to ask, just as Peter asked today, Lord, to whom do we go? And what is the answer? To whom do we go? We go to the Lord. Our bishop, Bishop Bob, on Friday released a video message, which I also encourage you to go and watch, where he's addressed all these different events. And he calls all of us to take up the challenge to be the leaders, to lead. And he calls us through prayer. He calls us to pray. And this prayer is the greatest thing that we can do at this time. It is the greatest action that you and I can take. The greatest way and the only way that you and I can make it through this darkness. Prayer is the first way that you and I lead. It's the first step to becoming saints. And we need it now more than ever. We need God more than ever at this time. And he's called us in a very specific way. And I invite you into this. And I invite you to be intentional about this. He tells us that every day to stop whatever we're doing at 3 p.m., And to pray. Every day to stop. At 3 o'clock p.m. The very hour that our Lord died on the cross. And to offer prayer for three things. For those who have been abused. For the renewal of our church. And for the renewal of our leaders especially for our bishops. That's what he is calling us to. It's this prayer that we need more than ever now. We need to stand as a community, to join together as a community, to pray together, to lead together, to become saints together. And so... It's dark times. And we can ask the question, where do we need to turn? And we know there's only one place that we can turn right now. And that is towards the Lord. The Lord of life. The Lord of mercy. The Lord who is suffering with us and for us at this very moment. At every moment. It's at these times that Peter's words need to become our own. Lord, to whom do we go? You have the words of eternal life. You, Lord, have the words 
of eternal life. Amen.